This is Machine Language, the podcast hosted by Manufacturing Automation Magazine. You've tuned in to hear conversations with industry experts on the latest industrial automation technologies and trends in Canada's manufacturing sector. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Machine Language. I'm your host, Christina Urquhart, editor of Manufacturing Automation Magazine. Today, we're talking about communication between factory workers and machines as one of the solutions to the skills shortage in manufacturing. Until March of this year, when the pandemic hit, the skills gap was the biggest concern facing manufacturers. The Canadian manufacturing industry employs 1.7 million workers, or about 10% of the country's workforce, and one in five of those workers are considering retirement. As the industry digs itself out from the current economic downturn, it still faces this challenge, but it's now further compounded by COVID-19, which has required additional safety measures on the production floor that reduce the amount of staff working at any given time. So how can you equip the workers you have with the tools they need to perform their jobs more efficiently? For this interview, I'm joined remotely by Sandeep Ravand, CEO of Innovaptive Inc., an artificial intelligence-backed technology platform that combines things like inspections, checklists, work orders, fixed asset tracking, inventory, and warehouse management into one system. Sandeep is here to talk about communications in the plant, specifically how human workers, machines, and workflows can all be connected digitally and autonomously. He aims to create what he calls a connected workforce for global companies in manufacturing, oil and gas, and mining. Prior to co-founding the U.S.-based Innovaptive, Sandeep worked with several big five consulting firms such as IBM and Accenture, serving Fortune 500 clients such as Verizon, Shell, and Coca-Cola to help them reinvent their business operations with digital technologies. Next, he's going to give us some insight on moving your plant's machines and operational workflows into Industry 4.0 without forgetting your most valuable asset, the human worker. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Sandeep. Thank you so much, uh, Christina. It's a pleasure to be with you all here. All right. We're going to talk about the skills gap today. For our listeners, can you give us an overview of what's happening with the skills shortage in manufacturing? So, Christina, the um, average large enterprise today is already spending over $300 million in inefficient maintenance and spare parts management in their overall operations. Uh, The average industrial frontline worker today only spends 25% of his entire working day in productive work or ranch time. This means that the remaining 75% is spent in unproductive, linear, tedious, and manual paper-based processes that is driving an already inefficient operation for large enterprises. So you couple this with the profit margin pressures that these enterprises are facing today to not only improve operational efficiencies, but to also address some of the tremendous challenges they're facing on talent and skills gap is growing. For example, the average age of the frontline worker today is roughly around 45 years. And this is rapidly increasing across several industries, including manufacturing. This means that the institutional and tribal knowledge of these experienced frontline workers is already disappearing from the workforce. So, I mean, what are some of the reasons for the shortage? Why is this happening, especially over the past 20, 30 years? I think if you look at historically the different industrial revolutions or the industry 4.0 most recently in the last 10 to 15 years, it has transformed the world of work with strategies such as connected assets, connected equipment, be it connected plants or connected automotives, that is creating the innovation around driverless cars. 
If you combine what's happening in industrial 4.0, artificial intelligence, machine learning, advanced robotics, automation, analytics, and the Internet of Things has already created a fear that it will eliminate many jobs. However, we are seeing the contrary. What we are already seeing is that these technologies are creating more jobs than they replace. With the population expected to grow from 7 billion to 9.6 billion by 2050, the job openings will continue to grow at double digits. The predicted shortage in primarily due to the widening gap between the jobs that need to be filled and the skilled talent pool capable of filling them is growing rapidly. So the new industrial frontline worker needs to be connected always to all the connected assets, connected equipment and connected plants. The know-how skills required to get the job done will require a combination of digital skills, the soft skills combined with the manufacturing skills to empower the new frontline worker without any human dependencies on experts or experienced frontline workers that need to train them over a quick over the shoulder type of environment. And you combine all of this with COVID-19 and the new normal that we are living in, we suddenly have to deal with social distancing, limited travel or travel restrictions. It's going to be practically impossible to deal with all these challenges unless companies commit to a different way of working uh, via digital transformation or through strategies such as the connected worker, which I'll be happy to explain a little bit more through our conversation. You've touched a little bit on this paradigm with workflow and where human workers fit into the picture going forward. Can you expand on that a little bit? I mean, why is it so important for a worker to have all this information at their fingertips? As you analyze some of these challenges on skills and the manufacturing jobs, we have to look at history a little bit, right? And if you look at the waves of industrialization, you have seen steam engines replace horses and men in the past. Then we saw electricity replace the engines completely. All of these took centuries for adoption. And then in the last three decades, we have seen software drove automation of the different processes and workflows. And most recently in the last decade, we saw sensors enabling telemetry to connect devices, products, customers. And we classify that and we call it today the Industry 4.0. While Industry 4.0 has promised a raft of automation in most enterprises, even today, Operations are still set of tedious linear steps. They're very slow, inaccurate, and highly inefficient. If you think of it, in all of this, the frontline worker or the industrial worker has been still standing on the sidelines for like the last 40 years, waiting and watching, while the raft of automation that's coming in is driving those specific mundane steps automation and connecting the devices to other devices. But then the, the average frontline worker is still operating in such tedious steps, right? So I think there's a tremendous opportunity to think about different strategies using digital to converge all these technology trends, such as cloud, mobile, wearables, be it augmented reality, AI, ML, could be virtual assistants. And how do you connect all these products, assets, plants, and bring that to the frontline worker to change the entire working life of that specific industrial worker. Christina, the ultimate job or the goal of such a strategy through digital is to ultimately help the frontline worker start to get his job done faster, better, cheaper, and safer, right? And if you're able to accomplish that, you can now converge automation, autonomous machines, connected devices, connected products, along with the worker 
and we can call that the connected worker ultimately. Can you give me some examples of some of these tedious work instructions and processes that are happening in manufacturing facilities and why it's important for businesses to become more efficient, especially in the context of COVID-19? If you look at traditional workplaces, even today, we're talking about large enterprises. They need to send out crews to go out and carry out a job, a maintenance job, could be a service job or any of the field-facing jobs. And if you look at the current processes that most of these companies even follow today, is a fully paper-based process, which is you print out the job order or the work order. You got to go to a certain location to pick that work order. You pick that work order, you know, carry your walkie-talkie with you and then go out to the job site. And by the time I get to the job site, I realize that the part I need to replace is no longer with me because I find out that the part that is really needed is totally different. Also, the, the job steps that were given to me in that paper-based process is static in nature, which means I cannot search for a different operation if I find out that the failure is caused due to something else, right? So as a result, there's a highly inefficient you know, manual process of back and forth that's happening. Uh, in such a paper-based process where you don't have access in real time to the necessary information you need. You know, I don't know what parts were replaced the last time when this asset was serviced or what was the maintenance history on this or what was the last worker that worked on this. I mean, there's so much information that is missing at the job site that makes it a highly inefficient process. Now, you also couple this with the average age increasing, which means You have a new worker coming into the enterprise. You have a digital native worker that's coming into the enterprise and the experienced workers that have the tribal knowledge or the institutional knowledge are starting to disappear very quickly. Now you have this new worker without all this information who's not used to using the walkie talkies, the binders and the paper-based processes. And then you combine all of that together with having him do a complex engineering job. It is quite challenging for a digital native worker to go out and do that. Many companies have deployed strategies to address this pre-COVID-19, where they pair them up with an experienced technician at the job, which means, you know, I can give my tribal knowledge, institutional knowledge, uh, you know, over the shoulder to this individual. But COVID-19 has even made it harder now, where you cannot really pair up people uh, to actually go out and get the job done. So, so ultimately, I think companies have to start reimagining these operations and have to start thinking about how digital technologies that are emerging so quick, how they can be applied to the enterprise, where we can not only accept the new normal, but then actually create new opportunities to run a highly efficient operation, and then eventually narrow the skills gap that we are seeing uh, in the manufacturing industry. What are the main business challenges that manufacturing operations are facing in addition to that disappearance of knowledge when it comes to the workforce and how can the connected worker rectify that? So if you look at industry 5.0, right, we have, I spoke about the different waves of industrialization, as we called it, and we spoke a little bit about industry 4.0 and the promises it brought with the raft of automation that it brought to the table. And when you look at industry 5.0, you know, everyone's debating what is industry 5.0 ultimately, and everyone's talking about personalized experiences uh, and the human being at the center of all of these operations, right? And the paradigm shift that we are about to see with industry 5.0 is where the industrial frontline worker is actually going to be in the center of everything, which is machines, methods, and workflows. And what we are able to visualize is that these frontline workers will be able to connect seamlessly to bridge the widening skills gap that we already spoke about 
But more importantly, they're able to utilize these digital technologies to drive forward a connected worker strategy, as I was alluding to in the earlier part of our conversation. So what does a connected worker really mean? Ultimately, the connected worker empowers the frontline worker with the necessary information at his fingertips or even on a voice command via smart glass where he can actually carry out the job via step-by-step visual and guided work instructions to get the job done, the know-how of getting the job done without reliance on the experienced frontline worker working with him on the sidelines, right? If you look at the traditional model would have been you know, the paper-based process, the binders, the walkie-talkies and whatnot, but we have a different world that they can imagine in addressing that specific challenge that I already called out. In addition to that, I think COVID-19 creates a completely new paradigm in how we think about work, how we think about operations because of the social distancing protocols about, you know, how the different regulatory guidelines that are being rolled out, health and safety guidelines. So these are some of the new challenges that the manufacturing industry is faced with uh, as we speak today, along with already the traditional processes where uh, creates so many different communication gaps, right? So I think there's a tremendous opportunity uh, to utilize digital technologies and the connected worker strategy that I described earlier, where they can really have a hyper-connected enterprise across different teams coming together that can overcome not only the challenges on communications that we, we see today with the traditional challenges on how operations are set up, but then also combat the new normal like COVID-19 in a more effective way. How can mobile apps help to mitigate some of these challenges that manufacturers are facing? I think, firstly, I urge every company to actually think a little bit outside of a mobile app, right? Because I think mobile app would be considered, uh, for me, in in our personal world, a very point-based tactical solution. What I urge your, your readers and listeners to think about is to first start with the strategy, which is about what does connected worker really mean? And, you know, what is the strategy that you want to build around your people, your processes, and then ultimately the technologies that support it. I'll give you a simple example, Christina. So one of our customers is actually learned about the new health guidelines from CDC. They quickly used our platform to deploy a quick self-evaluation checklist. The worker, before they start the day, they're actually doing a, a quick self-evaluation. And the system automatically spits out whether you're a high risk, low risk, or medium risk. And it does a risk assessment to the job site that you're going. Once they get to the job site, it also tells them specific navigation that they need to take through in order to actually practice social distancing, which means you don't want to go through crowded areas or you want to avoid sites where there are, there's a group or a team of workers that are cleared to work. It kind of shows you a navigation of how you get to the job site, right? So it's beyond just a mobile app, but you're thinking about a platform and a strategy that can help you respond to not only today, but then uh, evolving dynamism that's happening in the environment. It's a combination of utilizing mobile technologies, GPS, being able to be having context of your of your location and your surroundings, and then combining that with maps, indoor maps that Apple has to offer, or you know other technology providers that have to offer, and you're combining those two to be able to actually virtualize a contact tracing for an enterprise versus a regular consumer out there, right? So you're creating contract tracing mechanisms for your frontline worker so that you can keep them uh, highly safe. Now you combine that with also the work instructions capability. You're able to not only keep them safe, but then when you get to the job, they're able to fix a pump in 30 minutes versus an hour because they don't have reliance on tribal knowledge and institutional knowledge. 
And we also enable that on smart classes, so which means if they run into roadblocks or into challenges on the job, they're able to do a quick two-way video conference, just like we are having a Zoom meeting here or a mm-hmm. Skype meeting. They're able to do the same thing hands-free by opening up a Microsoft Teams or a Zoom through a, a smart class that is installed on their hard hat. And they're able to you know, safely go out and carry the job out. And then if they need over-the-shoulder help, you don't need physical presence, but then you're actually creating a what I see uh, is what you see kind of an environment through technologies. What has been the response level, I mean, since the beginning of the pandemic in terms of your clients? Are you finding that more manufacturers are coming to you looking for a solution because they realize that they, you know, they need to be more prepared in the future for, for big events like this? You know, the moment the pandemic hit, I think most of us, including our own company, went into a state of shock, I think. So I think from uh, March to June, I think everyone kind of went into a state of shock where they started to think about, you know, first we need to take control of the situation. We need to make some predictions in terms of, you know, what our revenues will look like. Will it get impacted? Will supply chains be impacted, etc.? So no one's going to be thinking about digital technologies at that point, nor, nor did we think about it, right? So people were trying to get a grip of the new normal trying to figure out the specific executive decisions that need to be made from a financial standpoint, right? You know, what kind of, you know, changes we need to bring in terms of our revenue guidance, you know, are there any changes we need to bring in our cost profile? Uh, So we have seen all of those changes come through, but then we also started to see a lot of our prospects and customers having an engaged conversation about digital much more involved than they were in the past. People understand that the new normal, which was a nice to have a year ago, has become a must have right now. What takeaways would you want the industrial automation sectors to come away with as they start thinking about improving plant communications post-COVID-19? Even pre-COVID-19, you know, what I have recommended our customers and prospects in the past is, is really about how you not only sustain current operations, but then you've got to think about how you're going to build an infrastructure that supports your current operations for the future. And um, more and more, we have seen that uh, manufacturing companies who are actually forward looking and starting to think about how they think about digital transformation and what does that mean for their business as it relates to their competitors, we have already started to see them really get ahead of their competitors, right? With COVID-19, like I said, it's no longer a nice to have, it's a must have. And uh, my advice would be for companies to start thinking about the necessary investments they make today so that they can rebound into the future in a much more effective way and not be laggards and then accelerate growth once they have that foundation laid down in the next two to three years. If I were to give three key takeaways for the audience here, I would say, I know we have all spent a lot of time on smart factories and connected assets and connected products and connected plants and so on. I would really urge the listeners to have these three key takeaways. Number one, is start putting the humans in the loop of the entire connected world that you're creating. You need to have the connected worker front and center of your entire strategy. The second key takeaway I would urge the audience to think about is how do you expand digital and soft skills for the new frontline worker that is coming in? And then the third one is how do you leverage the digital toolbox itself? There are different ways of how you could deploy this in your environment. And so how do you leverage the digital toolbox that you have in your disposal to create a competitive advantage for yourself, rebound into the future and accelerate growth. Mm. Seems like that human element is the last piece of the puzzle. 
like you said, it, it connects everything. I mean, it's one thing to have your machines and, and your assets connected, but where is that information? It's not really a closed loop if you don't have the human involved. Well, thank you so much for your time and your thoughts today, Sandeep. Thank you, Christina. Thanks again to Sandeep Ravand at Innovaptive. For more information about Innovaptive, visit innovaptive.com. As for us, you can find more episodes of Machine Language online at automationmag.com slash podcasts, or join the conversation on Twitter at AutomationMag and on LinkedIn by searching Manufacturing Automation. I'm Christina Urquhart, and that's it for today's episode of Machine Language. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.